another day, another dollar, and our certified financial planner professional, Kurt Baker, will give you the tips you need to turn that single into a sea of green with Master Your Finances. Whether you have enough to get by or too much in your pockets, Kurt Baker and his weekly guests are here to show you how to manage it all. Master Your Finances is underwritten by Certified Wealth Management and Investment, LLC. Now listen up, because it's time to get a hold of those money matters and master your finances. Good morning, welcome back to another edition of Master Your Finances, presented by Certified Wealth Management and Investment. I am Kurt Baker, a certified financial planner professional located in Princeton, New Jersey. I can be reached through our website, which is www.cwmi.us, or you can call me directly at 609-716-4700. And this week, we're very pleased to have with us a Marilyn Tickton, who is the Account Executive for Nonprofits, Supportive, and Transitional Housing uh, at Court, who more than 40 years ago began with a single goal in mind to deliver unparalleled customer service, customer service to people and businesses. They began with a residential furniture rental in five regions across the U.S., and they've grown to become the nation's leading provider of transition services, including furniture rental for home and office, event furnishings, destination services, apartment locating, tour, and other services. In addition, they have over 100-plus offices, um, showrooms, and clearance centers across the U.S., and they provide furniture rental in more than 80 countries around the globe. Uh, Marilyn, I really appreciate you coming today to talk about this. And um, I know we actually met at a nonprofit um, event, and we started to talk about it. At first, I thought, well, that's a little Odd. I mean, there's a person here with furniture, uh, essentially at a nonprofit place where we had all different kinds of nonprofits. In this case, it was about mental health. Um, so I found that was very interesting. So would you mind kind of telling us a little bit about your background and then how you came to become involved here? Absolutely. Thank you, uh, Kurt. Um, basically, I have a background in real estate and worked for a nonprofit for 11 years um, doing housing development, and other services. And I began to see the need in nonprofits for extra services because funding had cut. And I trans—I was approached by court to be a liaison with the nonprofits and to work with them and help them to do more with less. And I've been with court now for three years, um, large organization. We're owned by Berkshire Hathaway, and we have 2,500 employees across the globe. Um, my office is in North Jersey in Hasbrook Heights. Uh, we also have a facility, another facility in New Jersey down in Cinnaminson. Our warehouse is up in North Bergen. And we currently have a plethora of office and residential furniture waiting to be placed with some nonprofits who could use some good quality. Um, but it's not just about furniture. Um, it's so much more. Court is here to help the organizations find solutions, find solutions with housing with um, landlords, whatever it takes, we're here to partner. And it's relationships that we've built nationwide, um, including cities like New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, 
Philadelphia, Boston, Houston, Austin, and Washington, D.C. These relationships um, are here to last, and we work together with the nonprofits. No, I think that's great, because I remember when we first started talking about it is, um, uh, you know, first it seemed kind of interesting, and then I started realizing that one of the biggest things nonprofits always struggle with is, is uh, you know, of course, funding for their programming. And when you get into things like having to rent space and having to put furniture in it and have to put computers in it and all these other things, that, that's kind of a drag on things from a nonprofit perspective because nonprofits are kind of hyper-focused on trying to get the mission done and leveraging that little office they have with maybe, you know, a few people in it. And they kind of multiply it out through their volunteer network. So they really kind of um, have, have kind of an extra leverage component, which means in the reverse, they really don't want to spend a whole lot on that little office that kind of has to run everything because they really want to get as many people out doing whatever their mission is as possible. Um, so they, you know, even I think even more so because I have a companies too. And, and, and I think you're even more focused on that when you're a nonprofit because you're literally spending other people's money a lot of times. It's, it's you know, people are donating to you. Uh, or you're getting grant money, somebody is saying, hey, you know, we're going to entrust you with these funds, and we really want you to get as much as your mission done as possible using these funds and as, as efficiently as you can. Um, so I, I think it's great that uh, you help nonprofits go through this. So can you tell us a little bit about kind of how you would walk a nonprofit through this and kind of help them to save a little bit of money and some of the things that they can learn um, so they can keep more of that money for their mission-critical items? <laughs> Sure. Um, basically, within the last few years, funding sources have changed um, in New Jersey. And what has happened is contracts used to cover everything. And it used to cover vehicles, furniture, and now it's fee-for-service. So the nonprofits basically have to rely on their galas, their golf outings, different events in order to raise funds uh, to get, you know, their additional money. There's always startup money for new group homes and so on. Mm -hmm. But in general, you're finding that the fundraising is the key for getting the additional funds. So if a nonprofit basically has an office or group home, does apartments, we want to develop a relationship. It's not just about selling the furniture. The relationship is key. And um, we want I want to learn as much about the organization as possible. What's their mission? Who do they serve? Um, and once I understand what their needs are, we could walk them through what some of their options are. Many of the organizations that we work with they deal with homeless, mental health, developmental disabilities, and we want to understand exactly what they're trying to accomplish and what they have done so far and how we can help them. We want to be a partner. That is the key. We're here to be a partner, and service is all about the relationships. They want us to trust us to be a good partner. And we're here to empower the organizations as they reach their goals. Um, we want to supply furniture that makes a difference. And what we do is we have a high standard of quality 
we have resources to deliver the durable and affordable housing options, furniture to them. Um, we have previously rented furniture that we sell at up to 70% off. And um, we want to make it a home, a house, a home, comfortable for somebody just coming out of a facility. Uh, we don't want it to look institutional. We invite the nonprofit to come to the showroom, to do a tour, to sit on the furniture. And um, we want to work within their budget. Okay, so so when you start this process, let's assume I, I have um, you know group homes as an example. Let's start with one of your one of your examples there. So, you know, what would that kind of that process be to determine maybe what's needed, and maybe I'm going to start another one later on. So, you know, can you kind of walk me through, um, you know, how we would kind of decide maybe what the best fit is, and then um, so you're going to have I would assume uh, in some cases you're going to have like things that you can plan out, like like if I'm going to rent space in a few months or I'm going to open up a group home in a few months, I've got a little bit of lead time. And then it's probably other instances where, hey, I need something fairly quickly and things like that. So, you know, how do I kind of plan this out from a budgetary standpoint so I can keep my costs down as low as possible and, and help me make those decisions whether I should be buying new stuff, or whether I should be buying the rented, you know, the stuff that was previously rented, things like that. So how do we kind of walk, you know, through all that? Yeah, well, first I want to really learn about the kind of, you know, home you're going to be opening um, what individuals it might be you might be serving and then to see what has worked for you in the past what doesn't work what kind of furniture you prefer uh, vinyl washable um, you know whatever the clients consumers need we want to make sure that we can you know match that um, and again we want to make it feel as if this is the person's home. Many times it's their first home. Um, so we want to make it very comfortable for them. Okay. So when you, when you set up the home, I mean, how do you, uh, I mean, what types of pieces come with it or how is it organized so that we, especially yeah. with our first home? Exactly. So we have a variety of options. We have, um, of course, the bedroom sets, uh, for apartments, we have um, the couches, the chairs, everything you need for a home. We have accent pieces. We have artwork that was previously used um, in corporate locations. We have rugs, TVs, everything you need as if you were going to live in the home. Um, so we have all of that, and that's the vision that we want to create. So again, we would invite you to come to the showroom to look at examples um, of the furniture and also work according to your schedule. We can deliver the product since we have our own trucks within a very short period of time, a couple days. You tell us on a Friday that you forgot you need some items. You could have it on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, which is great. We deliver it, set up. We also put together apartment packages. Many of the nonprofits rent apartments for consumers who will be later on transitioning into a group home um, or coming out of a group home mm -hmm. into an apartment. So it goes both ways. We've seen everything. 
And um, we do one-bedrooms, studios, two-bedrooms. We have preset packages, or you can adjust it. But it, we're very competitive um, with the pricing. Um, and whatever you need, we have <laughs> to help. All right, Marilyn, we appreciate it. Well, you're listening to Master Your Finances, and we'll be right back. It's not about the money, money, money. It's all about how you manage your money. Now let's get back to learning how from Kurt Baker of Certified Wealth Management and Investment with Master Your Finances. Master Your Finances. I am Kurt Baker here with Marilyn uh, Tickton, and we're talking about um, an area in the nonprofit world, which um, is kind of the expense side that a lot of us need this as nonprofits. Of course, you need furniture, and in some cases, you've got... Um, certain missions where there's quite a bit of it. If there, are uh, as an example, if it's, there's uh, homes where you're placing people uh, that are in transition and things like that, um, you might need quite a bit of uh, structural furniture and other, other items that uh, from a nonprofit standpoint, you want to do it effectively. We also, you also want to save as much money as you possibly can. And that's where kind of Maryland comes in. So can you give us some ideas about um, some of your clients that have come in and, you know, how you've actually kind of walked them through that and how helped them out? Basically, sure. how, how it helped out. Sure. Well, I first um, met one of my clients, um, Catholic Charities, at one of their fundraising events. And uh, I met the individual who was going to be starting a program funded by the state. And um, it was through the Department of Human Services. And they were going to be Keeping families together, bringing families in, getting them started. They were going to be finding them the apartments, leasing them for them, and then they were going to set them up with everything. And um, it was a great process. Um, they felt very comfortable. Many times some of the individuals came in and selected their items. They do have, you know, a choice um, of some options, and we ended up furnishing 136 apartments for the organization, and they were thrilled. And um, basically, they're in several counties in New Jersey, and uh, they're looking to wait for another RFP to get additional funds to continue um, servicing new clients uh, for the same program. But uh, I think it was very successful on their end and really a pleasure to get people started into their own homes. So we really enjoyed working with them. Yeah, so you're, start, you're talking about 136 homes, and, I, and I'm thinking just apartments. Like, apartments, excuse me, apartments. Um, and so when, you know, uh, I, I think one of the things that, that as, a, as a charity it's is somebody comes to you and you, get, you win this contract, so to speak, or like Catholic Charities did. Um, so you can either do this yourself, right? Because you're the, you're the nonprofit that was just hired. And I would just think um, that would be a nightmare, right? If I had to, if I had to manage um, just, just if I was just going to furnish that many apartments, period. But now you're telling me that you can actually customize this based on the so consumers right. that want to come in and actually use this. So uh, how does that work? You know, you got like plan A, which is the, 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 the charity is going to do this himself or plan B, I'm going to outsource that. So I would say there's two things that I'm going to think about other than just the plain headache. One is my time is valuable and then the money that I'm going to spend. So how does that work out as far as on both of those? How much time do you think you maybe can save by outsourcing this and how much money might you save as opposed to just going out and trying to do this one off at a time? Exactly. Well, 
basically, the social workers are not in the furniture business. They have more than enough to deal with. And we try to take them out of the furniture business and make their life easier. So basically, they're saving a tremendous amount of time. We do the delivery. We do the installation. We do the follow-up. So basically, they don't have to worry about this. They know that it's being done. And they're saving up to 70% um, off of retail prices on this previously rented furniture, which they get to use, which is very durable. So it's a win-win. Right. And we are here to partner with these organizations. We support them as far as their events, as far as their um, advertising, their food drives, their golf outings. We're here to give back and help them in their mission, as I mentioned before. Now, now when you talk about previously used furniture, I uh, what comes to mind for me at least is I go, okay, if I'm going to go use somebody else's end table, that's fine. But if I'm going to use their couch, I might have a different thought process on that, right? Because that'll grab uh, whatever, whoever's been sitting on that couch or whatever dog's been sitting on that couch. It's going to be a different situation. So when it's previously used, what what kind of process do you go through? Because obviously, as a new person, I don't want to have what I would think of. You know, how does it look, right? When I go buy a new car, used car, of course, they, they run it through this process where it literally looks like a brand new car, usually. Exactly. We're like Avis or Hertz, the right. same thing. So basically, we have a certification process. Mm -hmm. We sanitize it and certify it. And we're very, very strict on that. Again, with our warehouse full of furniture, everything has to, you know, be in tip-top shape. Otherwise, we would have a problem in the warehouse. So, you know, we, we are extra careful about that. Certify it and sanitize it. And it's preferable to people getting donations. Mm -hmm. When you get, you know, donations, sometimes you never know where it came from or people have taken furniture off the street and have had problems with I, it. I saw that Seinfeld episode. <laughs> they brought the chair in off the street and the little the animal, whatever exactly, it was, crawled out. And exactly. Got so you have some more, <laughs> you know, um, checkpoints here. Right. And so, you know, free is not always the way to go. Right. So I'm assuming there's a screening process where some of it doesn't make, even if it was rented out, it, it comes back, it may, you know, go exactly. into recycle bin, so to speak. Because if you can't, uh, if you can't recertify it, I'm assuming it just passes along. Right. And a point. lot of the furniture goes back in the rental cycle as right. well. Right. So oh, back to know, rental. Yeah. Right. But we are, the inventory changes constantly. Mm -hmm. um, there are pictures on the website, but we always have things coming and going both in the office and the residential arenas. So, so you work in both areas. So I guess um, planning out a residence, one thing. So I'm assuming they come in kind of like packages because you're kind of thinking about how they do this. Yeah. Um, so what kind of packages? And then, of course, an office is a different situation because you have to literally customize it to whatever the space is. I remember setting up offices in the past where, um, you know, you sit there with your, your layout your, and say, how, we, how can I fit as many people as possible in here and still have them all be very productive, right? You know, you're trying to be as efficient as you can with the space. Exactly. So, yeah. Well, as far as the residential and the apartments, we put together a studio package, a one-bedroom, and a two-bedroom. Mm -hmm. And again, if some of the um, apartments already have some of the items, um, then we customize it. But we make it simple. And mm -hmm. as far as the office, many times we go look at the facility. There are space planners. 
that we have available in order to help utilize the space in its most efficient manner. Mm -hmm. So we do that. We do deliver and we do set up. We do not remove your old furniture. Oh, you don't remove it. So you have to no. have a service come and get that somehow? Uh, a facility what? manager or oh, so okay. on. Yeah, we don't want any old furniture and, you know, the trucks <laughs> or gotcha. anything. Well, that's good to know because, I mean, with a mattress, you've got to buy a new mattress. They typically say, well, I'm going to get rid of that for you, the old one. But uh, exactly. with the furniture, you have to, I guess you could put it on eBay or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Some, somebody out there will buy almost anything. <laughs> Given the right price point, right? So you might be able to get somebody to take it for you because um, you just never know. But, uh, yeah, so you have to pro find another way to process it out. Um, uh, so once you have the, the everything set up, so do, do they actually work on the flow in the office and things like that? Because I know depending on the purpose of the office – um, you know, sometimes people use these open plans. Sometimes they use, you know, the office plans. In other words, um, are, are they involved at all at the architectural phase? Because I know, you know, you've got architects that come in and, like, try to lay these things out, too, as well. Right. Well, basically, you know, we would need a diagram, a floor plan of the office. We could show it to the space planners and see what works best. Mm -hmm. Do lobbies, common areas for developers as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has worked out really well. Um, and again, a lot of the nonprofits build tax credit projects where they have apartments for homeless in the projects, and we would furnish those as well. But they would have common areas, lobbies, libraries, um, computer rooms, and so on, and that's when the furniture for the office would be used in some of those areas as well. Wow. Excellent. Well, thank you, Marilyn. You've been listening to My Street Finances, and we'll be right back. It's not about the money, money, money. It's all about how you manage your money. Now let's get back to learning how from Kurt Baker of Certified Wealth Management and Investment with Master Your Finances. Welcome back. You're listening to Master Your Finance. I'm Kurt Baker here with Marilyn Tickton. And um, we're kind of like talking about ways um, from a nonprofit's perspective that when you need furnishings, how do you most efficiently push that out of there? And one of the examples uh, that Marilyn gave us was like with Catholic Charities, they got a large contract um, and they were providing housing for house uh, apartments for 136 different, uh, you know, family groups. And it's much more efficient to really kind of outsource that because social workers are really not set up or trained to do that. Otherwise they're going to be running down to, Staples or Ikea, and you know, they're going to be in their basement on the weekends putting furniture together, and I'm sure they don't want to do that. Um, so you've got a system here where you, you have you know the rental side of it, and then it comes off. It's re-certified, uh, sanitized, uh, screened, and set up in a way that come, coming out, it's like 70% off retail. So from a nonprofit's perspective, you're saving quite a bit of money. From the consumer side, they're getting something that's really nice, and they're actually involved in the selection process which uh, means they have some choices and they can decide uh, what they like. And again, you're taking that load off of the nonprofit, um, especially in this case, you're talking about social workers. And that's probably the last thing on the list they want to be involved in is picking out somebody's furniture and going to pick it up. Um, so you really just kind of help make the, uh, the nonprofit a little bit more efficient. And I know you've got some uh, partners you work with. And, you know, I'm a big believer in like specializing and knowing what you do and do it really, really well. And that means uh, hopefully you get that efficiency level down and ultimately, it's a win-win deal when you have two, you know, entities connected that are that are specialized. 
So can you explain to us a little bit how you set up these partnerships and how it kind of works as a win-win deal for everybody? Sure. Well, on a national basis, um, we deal quite locally and nationally with Volunteers of America, the Salvation Army, the Coalition for Homeless, uh, Community Hope, many organizations that are national and also local. So one of the things that we do is we partner with the Folds of Honor Foundation. And this is something that court started in 2012. We basically made a commitment to, you know, to support the organization that makes a big difference um, to provide educational scholarships for dependents of spouses of military service men and women killed or disabled while serving our country. And um, we furthered our dedication to community involvement through the Folds of Honor Foundation. Um, that would be one example. Well, so with veterans, um, when they come back, uh, of course, you've got, you could have additional challenges um, when somebody's coming back, uh, you know, from overseas, they, they may have uh, injuries and they might need some specialization. I know, um, you know, some of the organizations will help, you know, things like, you know, putting in ramps, uh, making sure the doors are the right sizes. And I'm going to make an assumption that in some cases you need to have specialized furniture, I would assume, because it's a little more difficult in some cases. Um, I mean, you don't want a four-poster bed that's too high and somebody can't get in it, right? So um, I'm assuming that's part of the process. So how does that all work to make sure that what they're getting is going to be appropriate as far as their capabilities go and how it helps them out a little bit? Exactly. Um, basically, you know, we work with so many veterans nationally. Um, we have won the um, Outstanding Corporate Partner Award in 2019 for the National Coalition for Homeless Veterans. And every year we are sponsors of their big conference in Washington, D.C. So nationally we've worked with veterans um, all across the United States and helped them with their needs, with their furniture needs, um, and setting them up in mm -hmm. their first apartment coming back. So the service is all about the relationships and the trusts that we have with our partners. But we're very proud of veteran services, and um, we continue to work diligently on promoting that nationally. Okay, well, yeah, of course, it's very important to help veterans. I'm, I'm a big believer in that, so uh, we appreciate that very much so. Um, so you have other, uh, I said you named a lot of partners. So are there variations on how you deal with the different ones? Like you had uh, the Salvation Army, uh, Volunteers of America. Uh, so how do they, is there any different, I mean, how do those partnerships work? Can you kind of explain the mechanics of like what their needs might be? And then how do you guys uh, help them to fulfill those needs that they might have? I mean, they're all the very, you've mentioned some very different ones. You talked about the veterans organization, which of course you have to be um, identifying their special needs. So when they come over, you want to make sure that the, uh, what they're getting is uh, appropriate for them. Um, so, I mean, so how does some of these other uh, relationship work? Well, basically, you know, the same thing. Um, each um, organization specializes in um, helping different groups. So we, we try to understand what they do and see how we can be a partner to support them. If they have any 
fundraising activities, we want to be part of it. Um, we want to be there when it's time for their food drives, their walks, whatever it takes. Um, many times they just need bedding. We take care of that. Um, some of the organizations just have different needs, and we're here to help all different nonprofits, for-profits, anybody who wants to get high-quality furniture mm -hmm. at a great price. Uh, that's great. And, and another area I know you guys help out a little bit with is, um, in some cases, there, we have homeless people. Can you tell us a little bit about that program um, to help with the homeless? Well, we, we fight homelessness in over 38 cities across the United States. Um, we're very active in organizations that try to end homelessness. We participate in conferences nationally. In New Jersey, we're members of the um, Affordable Housing Professionals, the Supportive Housing Association. Um, in New York, we're very active with the Supporting Housing Network of New York, where you exhibit there and sponsor every year at their big conference. And many of the organizations who are members um, basically deal with homelessness. Mm -hmm. And uh, we want to be there as their partner. Okay. So you help them to, to, to organize how they can best and most efficiently, I guess, because they're going to build, they're going to somehow have the structure available, right? So once they get that all in place, then I guess you come in and you provide that part, just like with charity, Catholic Charities where that's not their specialty, right? Exactly. So that's not something they want to become a specialist in. Um, so because of the volume that you have coming in, it just makes it a lot easier, I guess, for them to uh, kind of have a one place they can just contact and say, hey, here's our situation, um, and you need to help us fulfill it, correct? Absolutely. Okay. Well, we want to make things simple. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like simple, very much so. I definitely like simple. Um, so uh, I know you guys have been doing this a long time. So have you seen any changes over time as far as what may happen? Like, are there any preferences that have changed? Um, have you seen anything? I mean, it's furniture. I know it's furniture, but I know um, I'm pretty sure people aren't using waterbeds anymore. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I know of, at least. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, definitely different workplace mm -hmm. um you know, brown mahogany desks aren't as right. popular as the white furniture is right. today. But whatever, you know, it is, we have the latest. Right. But you're not, you don't get involved in, like, the appliance side of it, like, you know, the television no. end. Just no, the, just on the, rent, on the rental side, they, okay. do, they do that. So but. they help with the, the television? Because I know, yeah, so if they need to move in, so they can, can you literally fully furnish? You know, like, you know, sometimes we have corporate suites where, right. um, you know, they, everything's rented because they don't know how long they're going to use it and things like that, right? So they'll just um, come in and set it up. Come, executive comes in and that's it. When they're done, they're done. They leave. Exactly. Well, what we do is on the packages that we have for the studio, one, one bedroom and two bedroom, we do include TVs. Okay. So they do get TVs as part of that. Okay. Which is great. Lamps, rugs, you know, artwork, all of that. So, you know, that does come with it. So you can literally set up the whole thing. Correct. All right, Marilyn. Thank you. You've been listening to Master Your Finances. We'll be right back. It's all about how you manage your money. Now let's get back to learning how from Kurt Baker of Certified Wealth Management and Investment with Master Your Finances. Welcome back to Master Your Finances. I'm Kurt Baker here with Marilyn Tickton, and we're talking about 
um, kind of how furniture fits into some of the missions of nonprofits and uh, and some more than others where they have to uh, really roll out the furniture as part of the mission, but they don't really want to become experts. They don't want to have their employees literally uh, putting furniture together on their own on the weekends and having to meet the needs of uh, different people and then having to deal with uh, all the complexities that can potentially occur there. And so like anything, this is an area of specialty that really makes a lot of sense, especially if you're nonprofit and you rarely are going to have anybody that has any expertise in this area, but you might have the need. And Maryland's been walking through some of the different areas where they've been helping out through veterans organizations and try and fighting uh, homelessness, uh, partnering with different organizations. You want to tell us a little bit about that and the partnerships that you have and, and how all that works. Well, we've had a card has had a huge impact with more than 250 organizations, which we've supported uh, nationwide. We're very uh, proud of that and have a great team um, to do that. So again, our vision is to empower the organizations so that they can reach their goal. And with the high standard of quality, we have the resources to deliver these durable and affordable housing options. A great example would be um, us recently working with some consumers who came out of a nursing home and they went into their apartment. They started with nothing and they literally cried when they opened the door because they couldn't believe that they have a key for their own place now starting under their new situation and they were thrilled, you know, with the furniture. So again, um, it could be people through different programs in the state who are starting over again. Um, we, we just did a facility for um, a sober, free house, and we just furnished that, and the people loved it. They all have their own rooms. Um, independence, they're starting over. We deal with so many different clients, and we're making a difference in their lives, making things easier and just a positive impact. So I'm very excited to work with a wonderful team and a wonderful organization and helping as many people as possible. And this is what it's all about. <laughs> Absolutely agree that's what it's all about. I mean, you mentioned... Um, the sober free house. So I know that, um, you know, from a mental health uh, advocacy perspective, I know that sometimes you'll have people that might be just doing just fine. And then all of a sudden something occurs where they have a substance use disorder um, uh, hit them or, you know, financial uh, needs and things like that. And they go from having their own home and having their own place. They kind of lose it all. And then they've got to kind of rebuild themselves. So I'm assuming that um, this can have an impact on people that, uh, I've had a really rough time. Absolutely. And there's more of that out there than you can imagine. Um, unwed mothers giving birth to young ch babies um, who have problems with alcoholism and drugs and just so many different segments of society that you normally wouldn't help, be able to help. And we see the positive results. And we're proud of it. No, that's fantastic. No, we appreciate that. And so, um, so what kind of uh, do, you, do you see? Like the, the the vision, I guess you have. So, what do you, what do you see 
happening in the future? I mean, is anything changing in the furniture world, I guess, is my question here, because <laughs> I, I know furniture's kind of been furniture, but I mean, the, par the furniture my grandparents have is very different than the furniture kids are buying today. So are we seeing any changes in the way uh, it's uh, done? Absolutely. Uh, people want things simpler. Um, they don't want the clunky old furniture anymore. <laughs> the furniture they're not looking to keep for 40 years. People move a lot. Um, but we want to help the organizations mm -hmm. to just whatever their needs are um, works. Yes. Well, another area that I think about is in the real estate business. I know this is huge, that when people get ready to sell a home, one of the things that um, homeowners don't necessarily understand is the staging aspect of it. And, and you really have to kind of, um, you know, you may love your home and you may love the fact that you've got a bear on the wall or something like that, that you, you got up in Alaska one time. But, but when you go to sell the home, that's a very different scenario than when you're living in it. You need to make it nice but neutral. Exactly. And so do you guys help out with things like along those lines where somebody needs to kind of set aside? I know um, a, a lot of us, and I'm included here, I, I probably have more stuff in the house than I really should have. Um, so if I was going to sell it to somebody, I'd need to like tip it on its side a little bit and shake it and maybe uh, start over and <laughs> bring sure. a few pieces back in and start. <laughs> well, <know>? that's <laughs> our, our core business is furniture rental. Is that? Okay. Yeah, it's core business. So, of course, uh, we've rentals, staging, deal with uh, realtors, mm -hmm. property managers, and people in transition. So whatever they need, you know, time-wise, that's what we have available for them. So absolutely. Okay. So People that, that's are a in transition. That, so that's an example. So if I was getting ready to sell my home mm -hmm. uh, and I said, hey, can you guys, uh, you know, help me out with staging the house and things like that? Um, then you've got partners that might be can help because I know that's, I mean, I've talked to realtors about this and it's a little more involved than you might think because you really have to play into the current psyche of what's happening. Like they'll tell me, Oh, you know, this color is now in vogue, whereas maybe two or three years ago it wasn't. So it's, it's um, very much a, um, a lot of psychology goes into this because it has to be current um, based on what people are seeing when they go around and see different places and what the tastes are. Because tastes do change um, <laughs> over time, right? So if you're going to sell your home, you have to make sure you're current. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why we have the showrooms. Right. Um, to come and check the latest and the greatest. That's great. Okay. So, um, so once you get it all set up, and so vision is, I guess you guys are going to, Expand. I'm assuming you have 2,500 employees. So, what what are your what's next for court? <laughs> what's next for court is uh, the Keep crystal doing. ball. Keep doing Keep what going. we're doing and getting better. <laughs> and <laughs> well, Berkshire Hathaway is a big company, so I'm assuming uh, you'll continue to make those connections, uh, continue to grow. Absolutely. And, uh, we really appreciate you coming and kind of explaining the importance of partnering with people. Um, kind of keeping the cost down and how, um, you know, a lot of people don't think about how you can you can simplify something that might seem overwhelming uh, by picking uh, somebody to help you that has a specialty in that. And uh, you've been listening to Master Your Finances. I am Kurt Baker. I can be reached at uh, 609-716-4700 uh, or on our website, which is uh, cwmi.us. And you can listen to this podcast and all our podcasts by going to masteryourfinances.us. 
And remember, together we can master your finances so you can enjoy financial peace of mind. It's hard to keep up with the fast-paced financial world, but because of Master Your Finances, you have a head start. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Master Your Finances with Kurt Baker, our certified financial planner professional, only on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. Tune in next week, Sunday at 9 a.m. to get a boost on your financial planning. But if you missed a week, you can check out past episodes. Just go to masteryourfinances.us to check out past episodes and more. Master Your Finances is underwritten by Certified Wealth Management and Investment LLC. Money doesn't grow on trees, but it can grow your portfolio. Thanks to Kurt Baker and Master Your Finances. On Sundays at 9 a.m. Exclusively on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com.